0: Because I was too lazy to go to his house tonight And also, I really hurt from the gym I'll explain why, but this intro is getting far too long It's Who's Raven on for another week With me, Natalie Bohensky, poor gym person And Stuart Late.
1: Hello Natalie, hello everyone Yes, um, I'm very sorry if there's any bleed through It's suddenly, literally as we started recording It started pouring down rain here so if that's bleeding through on the microphone,
0: no, but it's atmospheric. It's good. Yes, that's right. And, yes. So you are and appropriate
1: for a very spooky episode.
0: Yeah, and you're the chocolate Voice mountain god. So I feel like you releasing your uh, tim- timorous tones, trem- tremulous tones, your timber, your tremulous timber. My brain has escaped me, but yes, that you have unleashed the rain on the south side of Brisbane, and I yes. await it rising up to the north where I am (laughs) uh but yes I I, just to explain I started back at the gym yesterday after a month being on tour and you know keeping active but not doing proper gym stuff and I am in incredible pain just you're not not
1: being you're not being lazy you're actually uh having the the (laughs) blowback of, of not being lazy
0: I, well I I'm, I know but I feel like that I feel like I'm you know a normal person should be able to do a session at the gym without then feeling like their legs are on fire for the entire day <laughs> afterwards uh, but sure maybe I'll take that I was trying to be good and this is what happens when you exercise everything Absolutely.
1: hurts it, but it, I, it doesn't work out well I, I don't recommend exercise
0: yeah well I was going to go back tonight and I as I said to Stu before we started recording I just had to I just sat down on my bed and went I'm just going to lie down for like 10 minutes before ah. I go and then I woke up an hour later with a cat on my head going where's my food. Mm. So that didn't work out quite so well. Um but it's okay cuz I'll go tomorrow instead and I'll be back on the treadmill literally and metaphorically. Um, <laughs> but how we used to
1: I'm doing really well, Natalie, yes. I'm, I'm also very tired, again, because I have a tiny child in my life, uh, but uh, other than that, I'm going very well. Uh,
0: do, you, do you often wake up finding your child sitting on your head?
1: No, thank goodness. Uh, I would – that would be very – something would have gone very wrong if, <laughs> if, that, if that was happening, uh, so, so thankfully not, uh, but, yeah.
0: I just remembered – um, before we go on, I so desperately want to tell you this amazing story that I found oh, out yes. last week, but I don't want to because no. I went the night before I left Perth. No, go away, cat. You were sitting on my head earlier. Get the hell away from my recording. Sorry, everyone at home. I'm not, you know, being rude to my cat out of cruelty, just that she tends to stand on the computer and break things, and that's important to not have broken things when you're podcasting. No, just before I left Perth last week, I went out to – the Perth Observatory, which is used to be, you know, the full government-run observatory and now is staffed by volunteers mostly and people go up there to, you know, it's a tourist attraction, but it's obviously quite a way out of the city. It's, it's not the easiest thing to get to. Uh, but it was incredible. So we got to look at these huge telescopes uh, in action and I saw the Orion Nebula and a Tarantula Nebula and uh, Etta Carina, which could potentially become a supernova, Um, although Beetlejuice is the more likely candidate, but we didn't look at Beetlejuice. Anyway, point is... Don't say it a third time. Don't say it a third time. Sorry, sorry. Okay. Really creepy, very atmospheric, you know, great night. And when I was inside the main building, there were a couple of stories of people who'd had a a thing with the observatory, and there was one particular story that I read, and it was just a small plaque underneath a picture of this guy, and I was like, holy crap, that has to be a movie. That has to be a TV show. That has to be something. And then I went, you know what? That has to be the Doctor Who podcast episode I write. It's a great, oh. it's a really kind of creepy, interesting astronomy sort of story. Uh, and I went, oh, I, maybe I'll write that for Stu. So we'll do a Doctor Who adventure right, based on a real-life story from the Perth Observatory. So a lot of sizzle there. Now yeah. i just got to pull. Out and write it, but you'll love it. It's proper Doctor Who, proper Doctor wow, Who kind. Wow! Okay. Of, well, it would it would be great Doctor Who if done well,
1: uh, and yes. given maybe maybe it's, not in this era of the show.
0: Yeah, it's not the kind of thing I just want to turn over to Chris Chibnall uh, without a lot of you know conversation and compromise. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, I just wanted to give you that hint, which is again, I know it's a, a, bit, a bit of a just I'm, I'm sort of teasing you there. Like, hey, I've got this really cool story that I'm not going to tell you as opposed to just I'm intrigued.
1: That's fantastic, though. That's really, really cool. I can't wait to (laughs) see what that actually is.
0: It's a proper, proper good yarn. I was like, my immediate layout was like, I've got to write a stage show about this. I've got to write write something about this. And then I went, Doctor Who podcast. Hmm. Just like a little 15, 20 minute, although knowing me, it won't be that short. I can't seem to do short. (laughs) I noticed that even Michael Barnes, our very dedicated listener, Michael Barnes, who he's the only person who ever leaves comments on the SoundCloud podcast apps. You know, some people will comment on Facebook, but only Michael will ever comment on the SoundCloud thing. And he didn't comment this week. And I was like, even he's given up on these
1: massive. Did he not uh, not comment?
0: I don't think so. I I have to go back and double check. Hang on, let me see. Maybe he just took a while.
1: I think he he put something up, I'm sure. Hang on, let me have a look.
0: We'll have a look. Uh, you know, we do all the production for this show on the air. That's why. Yes, happens. exactly. You
1: know? yeah. I, I'm literally Got no comment. That. Oh, you're right. No Not com- a single comment. Oh, wow.
0: So Michael Barnes must be on holiday because he's so faithful. But maybe <laughs> <lady>, he's just <laughs> he given was, up.
1: He was definitely commenting to me, and he did. Um, he did a number of people actually. I should I should report back about this. A handful of people did uh, contact me on social media. Uh, that they had made it to the end of our bumper two and a half hour long freaky did episode. They? Last week. They certainly did. Oh, uh, so oh, that, that was that was crazy. lovely. I, I, a handful of people and, and all, all the all the regular faces. Uh, and hello to you all of you out there. Um, they they got in contact and as I said, you you have my respect. We don't have the budget <laughs> for anything else, but you have my respect.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one day, dude. one day we will take over. One day. Yes. I, I was at. Um, I was a special guest. I was very fortunate to be a guest panelist on the Guilty Feminist Live I in Brisbane. saw
1: fantastic. The, and the first I, I saw about it was uh, you started posting uh, pictures after after the fact. Yes. I was like, oh my goodness.
0: It, well, the thing was, I found out about it so late. It was mm. it was somewhat. Deb had another panel kind of lined up, and it sort of fell through. So because she knows me, we've been friends for over fifteen years. Uh, it's so weird having a friend who has just like become so uber famous yes. people stop and want to take photos with her or go, thank you. You've changed my life. And I Isn't really that appreciate happening it. In Brisbane? Yeah. 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 People were saying you've really given me the confidence at work to speak up more and thank you. Wow, and it's, okay. beautiful. it's amazing. It's amazing. Um, and Deb is just such a good person. She's amazing. And so it kind of all happened very last minute that she decided to do a panel on arts and um, feminism and said, well, you'll be on it. You're great. And I went, uh, what? what? <laughs> I don't know that I will be, Deb. Um, so it all happened so quickly and um, I was so terrified. that you know what I did? I went, well, I can't because it was sold out. It was already sold out. So I didn't really see the point of kind of, you know, saying I'm going to be doing this tonight, come along, because it was sure, already yeah. all sold out. You couldn't come along. So I yeah. went, the only thing I can do is go get my hair professionally blow dried so I look nice. <laughs> And why, and why that's appropriate is because, of course, if you listen to the guilty Feminist, they always start with a am a feminist," but, but and yeah. then give an example of a, of a time when you might have done something that's, you know, maybe not in in
1: uh, more selfish or more personal did, than. Did you right? use that as your "I'm not a feminist," but?
0: Well, I don't. I didn't do any of those. That's oh, okay, right, right, right. But that, when I messaged her going, I'm just at the hairdresser getting my hair blow dried in the tradition of I'm a feminist, but when I found out I was going to be on The Guilty Feminist, I had to go get my hair done so I'd feel more confident on stage. (laughs) But it was so lovely and I really can't remember much of what I said. I think I I told people that um, women buy most of the tickets, certainly in the performing arts area. So women have a lot of power there. So use your money wisely and (laughs) um, make men go see, see stuff with you. Uh, it, you know if you are that way inclined obviously but um, it was it was really amazing. So if you did come to the guilty feminist, I don't know when that particular podcast will come out but I will um, I'll certainly post on my page uh, when it does. Absolutely. you can listen to me possibly
1: uh, they seem to light. be about about a month behind uh,
0: it really depends. I'm, yeah. not, I'm not entirely sure of the schedule but yeah they 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 try to get a lot in the bank. Because obviously oh, sure. Deborah yeah. has to go off and do, you know, famous person things. Like she's <laughs> doing, I don't want to say too much, but she's currently working on a TV uh, series uh, oh. or a, a streaming service. Um, uh, with, uh, with if that someone, yeah, like a well-known streaming service. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: uh, but, but like she's working on a TV se- like a, a, a TV series of her own or, or for of her someone own. else yeah, or. For her own. It's her, oh, wow. Okay, it, oh, that's cool.
0: Yeah, it's, it's her idea and she's working on this whole thing and, you know, it could go ahead uh, or get the green light later this year. So she has to be involved in that a bit. So I, I oh, shouldn't okay. say too much more, but uh, it's, it's an amazing, what she's told me about the show, it would be fantastic. I would recap it and talk about how I know the writer and we would podcast about it
1: for yes. sure. Sure, absolutely. Um, <laughs> that will obviously happen.
0: It's certainly right up my wheelhouse. I'm not sure how up your wheelhouse things would be, but you're a general, you know, you're a uh, what do you call you? You're a renaissance man, Stu. I think you would enjoy it.
1: Fair enough. Well, I was going to it's say, not, I, I, not not to not to hashtag not all men. Uh, your your statement on on the guilty feminist podcast, but I will say, like in in our house, the, the that dynamic is definitely flipped. Where I am am very, you know, for for as long as you've known me, I I love going to live shows and, and theater and stuff. Yeah and my wife not not interested really not a lot uh, she she likes going um but it's not something that she seeks out or anything like that so like you know it's it's definitely yeah. it's flipped it's in our not, house but you know it's not um yeah it's
0: it's not yeah again not a, it's a general statement that no, totally, the, yeah, yeah yeah no i just thought that was interesting to
1: point out like like i find that yeah. i find that our dynamic is is different than a lot of people <laughs> yeah
0: it's It it tends to be, like, men will go, oh, yeah, I'm happy to go to that, but it's women who actually, you know, get out the credit card and, you know, buy the tickets. Um, And that's something really interesting I found with doing Die Hard, the movie they played last year, was that so many men came just in, like, groups of men, which I loved. Oh, yeah, yeah, because
1: they've seen, because they're obviously like, oh, it's It's Die Hard.
0: Yeah, and, like, it's a boys' night. So I loved that. I loved having that. um, Obviously, it was still probably 50-50 men and women in the audience. But, um, yeah, I loved having just blokes coming in with them. There didn't seem to be any women at all. And they obviously had gone, this is a blokes night. Woo! Uh, Wearing wearing our Nakatomi Towers Christmas party T-shirts. Woo! Um, Yeah, so there you go. But let's talk about this episode of Doctor Who. (laughs) We've spent a
1: long time uh, not talking about it, which probably says what we both maybe think about it.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, for sure. I Can I preface this? This is yes. episode seven or eight? Seven. Seven. Um, so I just want to preface this by saying that, I mean, we never do trigger warnings or anything like that, but obviously this episode really was about mental health in a certain way. Yes, absolutely. Um, and I, I want to just give people a heads up that uh, I may say inappropriate things just during the course of our conversation because I can't help myself because I blurt things out. But, you know, obviously there will be talk of that sort of stuff and I might make dark jokes or something like that. So I just want to put a, a general, uh, you know, I just want to put a general umbrella of awareness over the, sh- over the show to sure. go, I may say inappropriate things here or make inappropriate jokes and, you know, don't come for me. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, look, I mean, you yeah, can yeah, t- like we we, put, we can put a general sort of sort of content warning over over yeah. the rest of this podcast a because different. we're going to be talking about the episode, and the episode is all about depression and anxiety yeah. and things like that. So and I,
0: and I have varying thoughts on that 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 tug that are always very push and pull just within me as a person.
2: <laughs> so <laughs> yes.
0: I, I, I don't want people who are like, I really loved this episode and everything it did and everything it spoke about mental health and it, the way they did it was beautiful. If you absolutely loved it and you don't want to hear any potential criticism, then this might not be the episode for you. This is
1: not the podcast for you. <laughs> um,
0: but yeah, I just want—I just want to give that nice umbrella uh, warning to people that, by all means, if you're super offended by something I say, that's totally fair. You can let me know. Um, but I just want to give the heads up that that could happen because this is a free-flowing discussion where we don't have scripted notes, and I might say something really stupid. <laughs> And that's my message.
1: I, I feel like I feel like that's that should be a blanket content warning over this entire podcast for both of us. Um, yeah, you know that, that should just be a blanket like taken in taken in tacit that's a tacit thing that it just sits over everything. It's like we could say something completely stupid and, and out there uh, that could easily get us cancelled. Uh, you know.
0: Yeah, I just I feel like when it comes to like mental health and those sorts of discussions. Um, I, you know, do want to be a bit extra careful.
1: Sure, yeah, absolutely, and, and and quite right too. Like, if if anyone out there does find that like difficult to hear and listen to, like as as we said, probably not the episode for you. But yeah, we will be yes. talking about the episode.
0: Yeah, and the content that comes up. So, do you want to do our minute challenge? Let's do it. Okay. Um. Right. I wrote down. Yes. Creepy fingering. Uh, <laughs>
1: And, hey, haven't we all been there?
0: Yeah, well, not since the back sheds of the St. Paul's uh, School Dance 1993. Not me, I should say. <laughs> okay. Um, I Well, the, I was a very nerdy teenager, Stu. There was no action for me, uh, sadly, even, or otherwise. Creepy
1: one. Uncle Fester Nightmare Man.
0: No, not even from Kevin Lannister. Kevin Lannister,
1: yes, absolutely, <laughs> for the Game of Thrones Kevin,
0: I was looking, going, I know that face. Is that? And I thought, it, he kind of looks like Richard Bryars, remember from um, um, The Good Life? And oh, he yes, yes, oh, yeah. sort of had a bit of that look. And then I was like, no, maybe he's like this other British actor. And, and I went, oh, it's Kevin Lannister. Always paying his debts, I guess. <laughs> uh, I felt like uh, Kevin Lannister was all hands. Uh, I also felt like they nailed the SFX.
1: Oh, okay, okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, so us my jokes out of the way. This is what Um, what we're
1: doing. Oh, you you haven't got any more?
0: It it was, uh, that that was all I had at that because I I wrote down uh, the nightmares. There were nightmares. Um, And I I did quite like the way they didn't really explain what Yaz was kind of happening to her until the very end. They sort of filled that in. Yeah. It It also kind of was a bit odd, but we'll get back to that. Um, uh, I wrote mental health, a uh, nice message, but, um, dot, 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 uh, <laughs> I wrote, the doctor and Graham had a weird scene. Oh,
1: God. Yeah. I, I want to get into that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But what I mostly wrote, which took most of the time was what's with gods now? Gods? Really? Mm. God, like actual <laughs> gods? Gods exist? Like immortal gods? Okay. Is that something we've
1: seen before? Well, I, I, I do what, Well, actually, I do. I do want to sort of get into that as well because I, I kind of, I kind of like that. I, I like that about this show about, about Doctor Who, and it was kind of a nod to uh, some older continuity. So we can definitely talk about that.
0: Okay. All right. Well, you go ahead with your list because that's when okay. you're done.
1: did not I did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you, you know, you 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 had all the all the finger puns in there. So yeah. You know. uh, but uh, so I I headed my list with uh, Doctor Psychopath. Um <laughs> just just like if every single episode is feeding into this theory now that she is a full-blown psychopath. Um what was that scene with Graham? What, what? was going on? What the hell was with that? That was that was garbage. In an episode that wasn't terrible really. Like I mean overall like it's fine, like it's a very it's yeah. very typical of the Chibnall era. It's a mixed bag. It has some very cool high concept stuff, like. But that what a weird scene, what a weird yeah. exchange. Poor Graham was my was my next point it was poor Graham. Yeah. Like you know, he he you know and again like of of all the three companions, his was the one that I was most uh, compelled by. It was like you know wow like like you know he it's a genuine real fear. Someone in remission from cancer, and he's terrified that it will come back, and he he hasn't even admitted it to himself. Like he's he's running from that realization. Coupled with the fact, I think this muddied the waters slightly, but coupled with the fact that he still has some serious like lingering guilt over Grace's death, um, yeah, and sort of sort of throw that all together into a weird like ball of of fear and guilt and, and 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 fear and stuff. You know, it just. Like that—that that was really, really well done. And then they—the the cap on that whole storyline, that arc for the episode—is an incredibly weird exchange where the Doctor just, like, says "Nope," <laughs> like, not engaging, <laughs> not the, engaging.
0: It, the thing is, I could understand what they were trying to do. Uh... Well, can
1: you explain it? Because I can't—I can't figure out what they were going for there. Oh, I don't I think... know.
0: I think they were going for funny, awkward. Like when you pour your heart right. out to someone and someone is there for you, but they mm. just can't articulate a feeling. It but she can, articulate, she can articulate that she'll try to think, take some time and try to think about something she should have been able to said automatically. And the thing is, is that Peter Capaldi, the most immediate recent doctor mm. had a lot of that weird shit, social awkwardness going on um remember Clara Clara used to have to hand him cards of what to say yes and that played that didn't seem to play psycho that played socially awkward so I think they're trying to retain some of that from the Capaldi era
1: But but the Capaldi era didn't retain any of that like the whole point of Capaldi's arc was that he got over that stuff and like learnt to connect with people um, and, and while I know that regeneration is a bit of a reset in terms of like the character of the doctor, um, to sort of, you know, go back to that well, but, but in a way that hasn't really been set up previously, like I said, this, I've said this to people already today when I'm talking about the episode, like I, I the, this version of the, doctor, like, like what, what are, what are the personality traits of this version of the doctor? Like, like my reading of it is that she is like very personable. But very, very desperate for company. Like, she's not... She she wants people around her. And and if there's not people around her, she goes a bit stir-crazy. But that doesn't jibe with someone who is socially awkward. Do you know what I mean? Like, she can be a bit oblivious, but she's not socially awkward. And the Doctor isn't... Like, the Doctor isn't socially awkward. They can just be oblivious sometimes. But they always, always, always have empathy. And that was, there was just a, a stunning lack of any sort of empathy in that scene, both in the way that it was written and the way that it was played. Yeah. You know, like, like it was just, it was just nothing. It was the doctor, like, obviously visibly half listening to Graham. And then like when he finished bearing his heart to her, just sort of going, yeah, okay. I'm not, I'm uh, not I'm even not remotely equipped to, to deal with that. So I'm just not going to buy. What?
0: It, it was so weird. It what was a so weird, weird. Thing. And the other thing, Stu, is that she had just given this big defence of humanity yes. to the going they deal with their insecurities and their doubts and their fears every day and they prevail and that's what, you know, is so great about them. They're not pathetic, they're heroic or whatever she said. Mm. So she'd been able to give this heartfelt... half-decent speech. Half-decent speech to the big bad guys of the episode. Uh, But then when it comes to Graham just going, hey, you know what you were saying about dealing with fears and doubts? Here are my fears and doubts. And her going, yeah, no. Computer says no.
1: I'm not actually going to do that with you. Um but again, I, I, think Dr. Going,
0: I I honestly think they were going for that kind of funny awkward I'm know, sure they were
1: but, but they but they failed. Like like they 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 it, it came across really strange and awkward and not and as you say like like people have been pointing to the the scene with Capaldi and the cue cards but that was a, like a bit of a gag you know and, and he yeah. very he yeah. very quickly moved past that as a character. Like like his was the most feeling you know, hard on his sleeve, doctor. Towards the end, you know, like yeah, his, his final words were, you know, run fast, laugh hard, be kind. Be kind,
0: you know? yeah, uh, that's right. And,
1: you know, like to to take that ethos and then have that scene in in this. It's just weird. Like it's so. Not, you know, I'm, I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be all like, oh, it's a betrayal of the character and blah blah blah. It's just, it's just a weird misstep. Like why? Why is that there? Who thought that was a good idea? Have, they could have got the exact same joke in, but have the doctor actually be sympathetic just by her like trying to do something, but like stuffing it up, like like trying to give him like a really weird, awkward hug or something, you know, like like sort of being like, oh oh um, is this you, you hug now, right? That that's what people do, you know, yeah. and, and something like that, something where she's actively trying to comfort him but getting it wrong, yeah, right, but instead. She rejects the situation and that's, that's crap. That's not Dr. Who. That, that's and what's not Doctor really, Who.
0: I was just reading, as I said, Stu, when I was crashed out on the couch before going, I will never be able to move again. I read an article that someone posted somewhere from Mind UK, which I guess is like a mental health awareness organization okay. in the UK. They worked with Doctor Who on this episode. Like Doctor Who actually reached out to them wow. to go, we want to make sure our depiction of mental health and what people can do about it is accurate and is sensitive. So right. they worked with Doctor Who to, um, to go through the script and um, make sure that the, you know, any references to self-harm or hurt were, were sensitive, that there wasn't you know, anything out there that was potentially harmful to people. And that's really admirable. But how did they miss the kind of – maybe they just worked on the script and maybe the, maybe in the script that looked charming and funny, but
1: – Yeah, but on the day it, it played play it. differently.
0: Yeah. Jodie, so, can, can
1: I just say, like, like in a, in a weird way, like, this is the most checked out I've ever seen Jodie Whittaker's Doctor. Like, she seemed – like, Jodie Whittaker, the actor, seemed checked out this episode, and I don't know why. Like, okay. It, it, like to for me anyway. You you might you might think differently, but it just felt like she wasn't quite dialed in in the same way that she has been in the past, which is strange because like she got a lot of doctory stuff to do this episode, which we've been calling for, but it just felt like she herself maybe wasn't like bringing the A game this time around. I don't know. It was it was it was weird. Maybe I'm just noticing stuff more now. <laughs> I don't know because I'm and, looking and for. And maybe
0: it. it's an acting thing or a personality thing. Yeah. Uh, but, but certainly I found it frustrating in the very start and we should finish your list, but at the very start where she just is talking to herself, doing self-exposition, you know, like, Oh, I'm in Aleppo. This is I the time. Yeah. This is the, it, it, it was okay. Cause what else can you do? And the doctor does talk to himself slash herself. Um, that's, that's a thing. Mm. But I, maybe I noticed that more because of the whole Oh, we we saw a lot of exposition last well, week or week before, was it? When when there was a ton of exposition. No, yes. it was last oh, week.
1: Yeah, yeah. La- la- last week there was a huge amount of exposition. What's a, but what's a pathogen? <laughs> what's a, what's a pathogen, Doc? Oh, I don't know. But but like like uh, the thing is, I, I don't hate that that scene. Like like it's fine. Like like she, if you want that to be the Doctor's personality, then fine. like, like that's you can build on that and and that's consistent with some of the stuff we've seen before where she really is almost in a bit of a codependent relationship with this current group of companions where she kind of has to be around them. Otherwise she goes a bit nuts uh, yeah. and that's fine. Like if, if that's the characterization of this regeneration of the doctor, like that, that's great. We can work with that. But then to then to start the episode with that theme of, of like, if she doesn't have her companions around, she goes a bit crazy to, yes. to um, finishing it to with know. her being like, oh, I don't really do social interaction.
0: Yes, you do. I don't do. want your life story. I don't want to know. Let's yeah. have some disconnect.
1: What a, what a weird disconnect. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Like, like the two things don't fit together. It yeah. can't, and that's why the scene clangs so much for me, because this episode started with her being like, oh, I, I, I love having you guys around. And then it finished with uh, "Don't don't talk to me about stuff." And it didn't. It's not. It doesn't feel like that's a deliberate thing. It feels like they tried to play a scene for laughs, and it just completely undercut the the arc of the of the episode.
0: Yeah. Uh, continue anyway. with your list, then. I'm <laughs> yes. sure we'll get back to this awkwardness. Yes, yes, yes.
1: Um. So my next my next item was uh, backstory for Yes. Finally. Uh, we finally get a little bit of fleshing out of Yaz's character. Now we know she's got a family and she has a sister and father and mother and all that sort of thing. Um, We know that she's a police officer, but we have had almost literally nothing else about her life up until now. And we've got plenty of like Graham and and, uh, Ryan. So Mm -hmm. to finally, finally get some coloring in, in the lines is fantastic. I latched onto it with both hands even though I, I was a bit confused about the exact sort of, uh, like, logistics of it. Like, do they – is the thing that she was getting back to her sister for the anniversary of her running away?
0: I assumed it was the anniversary of her, like, coming back from running away.
1: Right, but what a weird thing to – do you know what I mean? Like, I mean, fair enough, whatever, but it just it just struck me as a bit of a weird <laughs> thing to – to be because they they build up to it so much like they 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 have such like serious portent around it and and her nightmare is entirely around her staring down a cop on the on the street and you're like what's happened here like what what's what's going on and
0: yeah it's weird because the vibes i was getting that like maybe she was in a car accident and killed someone or was that girl yeah was that her sister that she kept seeing?
1: I think she
0: so. She seems to have different hair. Maybe I didn't Yeah, I, I know, yeah,
1: but that, that was the thing. Like, I was worried that I was, like, missing something because I thought that was a different girl. And then I was like, oh, it must have just been her sister and I wasn't paying close enough attention. But,
0: yeah. And I, I but thought the anniversary... Yeah, I thought that it was an anniversary, and then I was thinking, oh, maybe I – d- I don't know why this thought flashed into my head, but it was like, oh, maybe her parents died. Because it seemed important to get back to this anniversary dinner. Um, and I was yeah. like, oh, maybe it's an anniversary of when, like, their parents died or something. I went, no, but her, their parents are fine. Their parents are alive. Like, that, just, that was parents. obviously – And they mentioned
1: yeah. her parents earlier in the episode, but my mind went there too because they weren't in the episode. I was like, wait, are they going to have the fact that her parents died while she was off travelling with the doctor? Like –
0: yeah, do you know what I mean? Like your mind starts to just fill in yeah. gaps. Because they would do all. But what's she having these nightmares about? Um, and yeah. Uh, and did her sister get taken by the the man? Was that the thing? Her sister, well, she did in the end. She got uh, taken by the E.M.A. It was. It was. It was Brian's friend. Yes. He got taken, and then the. Ta, uh, Tahira Tahira the Aleppo lady?
1: Ah uh, well I, I have her that's the the next uh, item on my list I have Nameless Companion from Aleppo uh who the who the uh, episode builds up in the first cold open of this era I think um which was very kind of cool that that happened I don't know whether you noticed that like they have a cold open With no doctor No 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 like With- like they have the cold open before the credits um, oh. which used to be a, which used to be a, um, uh, a, a staple of, of the revived show because they get to have the, they get to have the scream fade into the the thing.
2: yeah
1: Um, which is, you know, it's cool. And it used to be the, the, the end of the episode, um, uh, noise, but, but now they, but they turned it into like the, the intro, like the cold, the cold open and into the main credits. Um, but this, this series in you know, a nod to the past again, um, got rid of the cold open but then they brought it back for this episode and i don't know why specifically um it just yeah it was another one of those weird structural things where it's like okay we're doing a cold open like that's cool but then they didn't use the scream noise do do you know what i'm talking about like that yeah they just they just did it and i was like that's a missed opportunity like, like, mm. it, it, like, it's so emblematic of the series where they do it, but they don't do it properly. <laughs> like, like, there's, yeah. there's something, there's something they've forgotten or missed out or, or whatever. Um, But yeah, like, I don't know why they did a cold open. Like, there was nothing in the episode that necessarily called for it. But hey, it was nice to see it back. I don't know. It's weird. It's one of those things where it's like, oh, that's, that's, does that mean something? Or is it just be- because, you know, like... <laughs> it's this, this series and this era of the show, the last two series have sort of put me in a, a mindset where I'm like, I'm reading into things going, yeah, this is either, this either means something or it means nothing. Like, like, it's just, it's just there. It's a mistake or or someone wasn't thinking the full ramifications of it. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> this is, everything's in a quantum state. It both is and isn't important. It's,
0: <laughs> it's Schrodinger's doctor.
1: Yes. <laughs> Schrodinger's scriptwriter. Um, but, uh, so, so the next, yeah, so the next, um, uh, item on my list, so yeah, uh, but but quickly back, so Yaz got a, a backstory, which was great. She, uh, turns out she tried to run, but, but the thing was they built it up and built it up and then it was this very mundane thing, which I guess, you know, is a nice sort of undercutting of, of that trope, but yeah, she just, she ran away from home. I think the implication, they don't really say it in the episode, but everyone's talking, everyone who's written about this episode has said uh, that it was because she was bullied at school. Um, and I'm not sure where they're getting that from. I might've missed a line of, of dialogue or something, but, but, but apparently that's
0: the police officer said something like, Oh, schools being bullied at school. Grades gone a bit wonky.
1: Oh, okay. I, I, I just it, it, thought she was generalizing. <laughs> like she was like, you know, I, I've, I've seen this story a, a bunch of times. But, well, maybe okay, that
0: was. Cool. That it's a fairly common story for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, but okay. So I mean, I I'm sort of taking that as canon now because everyone sort of has accepted it as canon. So um yeah. I guess like like Yaz was having a hard time at school. Um, so she was going to she was leaving town. I guess. Um, but it didn't seem like like it was kind of there was a there was an air of like talking someone down from a ledge about that scene but she was going to like hitchhike out of town which I know can be very dangerous for a for a young girl but like yeah. by the same token like it it didn't seem like an immediate danger like the do do am I making sense like like that scene felt like she was like out on a ledge with her going like oh yeah. you know yeah
0: your sister you know, called her like, a- and you were going to do something, you know, was scared you might do something. You, uh, you, and, I, uh,
1: and I wonder and whether you, uh, earlier drafts of this episode maybe had, like, maybe, like, Yaz was on a ledge. Yeah. And maybe they pulled back from that a little. Um, I wonder. But, yeah. And, and, so, and so we get the backstory of why she wants to be a cop, because she had this incredible... Uh, experience mm. with, with, you know, uh, a ve- what, what turned out to be a very good police officer who was able to sort of reach her and and you know, yeah, uh, inspire her in that you can way.
0: He- Yeah, you can help
1: people. Yeah, exactly, and and like that's all I needed. But I needed that scene last season sometime. Do you know what I mean? Like 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 we we've waited for two and a half season for, for a season and a half to get any sort of backstory on Yaz, and suddenly they just open the floodgates and we get all of her backstory at once. Um, which is great, because we have a lot of context for the character now, which is awesome. But, yeah, it just seems, it just seems really weird uh, that they would wait so long to finally to finally give us all this stuff. Um, yeah. But anyway, uh, I had Nameless Companion from Aleppo. You know um the- when
0: she, she, she tracked down the, the police officer who helped her and gave her the 50p? It was yeah. a nice...
1: Oh no no it's great and and yeah I liked all that stuff like like all of that stuff like it was a little bit like a tiny bit cliche but I mean like it's yeah
0: yeah yeah, it's yeah, yeah. a but
1: family show like it's fine wait. like like it, it played really well like like honestly I had no problem with any of that stuff it was it was good I just wish we had gotten in any of this earlier like to, yeah. to get it at this stage to get it at this stage where like we're starting to get a few little hints that not all three companions are going to be there next season
0: Oh, for sure.
1: You know what I mean? Like they are laying the groundwork very hurriedly to sort of be like, and mm.
0: yeah. and look, I uh, I did get a a message from uh, Greg at the Smart Enough to Know Better podcast. <laughs> yes, uh, he said uh, <laughs> he said something to the effect of, "Go back to your couches and your chips, your whiners. I'll travel with the doctor." <laughs>
1: Yes, because Greg, I, I don't feel as strongly as as Greg does on this, but but he he, de- I, I definitely agree with him. It's like you get to travel through time and space, seeing the wonders of the universe from the beginning of creation to the heat death of the universe. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From the the length and breadth of creation, and you are bored or like yeah. worried about worried about like. What your family is going to think back home? Like it's like oh, priorities, people. Come on, like Ryan,
0: Ryan. you know, like oh, the and yeah says oh the doctor can drop you back at the same point. And he's like yeah, but we'll have grown and they won't have. And it's like well, that happens anyway. Like if you go happens, traveling, that's, that's what travel come back, is. Yeah. You've you've, you've learned stuff that other people especially, haven't, especially in stories. Like roles. yeah. Yeah, it it it's like that happens so it's like no we better go back I, it it does very much sound it I guess it's it I guess it's that thing of of where Doctor Who would would always try and they did it a bit this episode with the whole humanity's great it's like rather than rather than remind us all that the universe is so much more exciting and gosh we wish that this fantasy show was real we're like hey but it's okay our regular dull boring lives are good too <laughs> you know and i think and and fair enough, Ryan. You know his mate was going through a tough time, and he felt bad that he couldn't be there for him. Hmm. Sure, but Which maybe go. Can, hey, fine. Uh, and now that he's been like maybe come come in the TARDIS for a while, the Doctor seems to like to have lots of people around. Yeah, so just, why oh, not so Let's go have like an adventure.
1: Crowd around. It's... And
0: I don't mean I don't mean that to sound like this will cheer you up, but maybe oh. like take your best friend with you and do something together and then if he's like you know what I'm kind of done cool or and you go well this is what I'll be doing for a while because it's important to me or I'm you know it's this weird thing where they're almost like kidnapped by the doctor like oh here we go again at the end like here we go the doctor's like I'm thinking Frankenstein and are they actually going to do that episode next week? Is that they what it are is? They are going
1: it's- to see, they're going to that hotel room, or it's like that house by the sea where they wrote, where Mary Shelley wrote Frankenstein, like because Lord Byron is in it and, yeah.
0: Lake Geneva, it's by Lake Geneva. And of course the it summertime. is, yes. It's the, the year without a summer because there was a volcano, don't you oh, remember? Quite, Jefferson? Yes, of I yes. It was all in Jefferson Starfish. Mm. I predicted this. I wrote this before they did. I've actually always <laughs> wanted to write I always thought, I think it's been done. I think it's been a movie. Uh, the Mary Shelley movie that they did was about that too. But it's, I mean, it's such a great yarn. I remember when I first read about that as a teenager, I went, oh my God, I want to write a play about that. And like, <laughs> everyone's Byron, sitting around Harry writing Del- ghost
1: stories and Mary Shelley writes Frankenstein.
0: Yeah. Well, Byron and Shelley swinging their poetry dicks around. Yeah. And uh, then 17 year old Mary Shelley going, uh, be right back. Just going to write the best <laughs> horror story ever.
1: See just, guys. just going to invent science fiction, guys.
0: Yeah. See ya. B R B. Lols.
1: <laughs>
0: uh, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that episode because you know me, I love a love a bit of costume drama.
1: Yeah, so, I, I, I wonder if if like that that will sort of rise. Like, like it seems like the historical episodes tend to be the best ones in this era of the show. So I wonder if that that will sort of lift. It definitely I, seems like a bit more farcical and lighthearted than this yeah. episode.
0: I hope they do give her more to do than they did with poor Ada Lovelace. Who was like, oh, "You're yes. going to be really good at maths, but not right now. We're not, not going right to show now. you business. mind wipes." Uh, but we'll just everyone will nod knowingly that you're going to be great at maths.
1: Oh, and and just just to bring that point up again because this is this is a whole this is a, a speed bump the show has made for itself. They have someone here from what is it, like twelfth century Aleppo right who 13th, as far as i could what, 13th, what was that sorry 13th 14th century. 13
0: Well,
1: like they have someone from like hundreds of years in the past from syria and they are uh, like does not get mind wiped and i assume she gets dropped back where like she was and and goes about her life um it's very yeah. weird like but You know, no mind wipe, but Ada Lovelace and Noor Khan mind wipe. Yes. Very strange.
0: Yeah. But, you know, this chick's not going to change the future, so... (laughs) She's just a chick with nightmares from Aleppo. That's right. Hey, hey, Aleppo, Syria, it's been badly messed up these past few years, so the nightmares continue in Aleppo.
1: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, I guess they do.
0: I don't know. It just, it like, look, Aleppo as much as any other city, but I was like, oh, are they making a point there? Because Aleppo's been so badly um, messed over with the uh, civil war in Syria. Like, Aleppo's been one of the hotspots of fighting, and it's been well, massively... Well, I, th- I
1: thought it was nice. It, it, was, it was a very subtle, and it's what the show should be doing all the time, which is, like, going to different places and sort of highlighting that, like, things change over hundreds and hundreds of years, over human history, like and and they're not they're not wrong to point out that like Aleppo at that time was like a massive, vibrant like trading post and had some of the best hospitals in the world at that time.
0: Yeah. So
1: you know that that's that's good. That, that that's interesting. For the history nerd in me, loves that stuff. Just little flavors to the episode that is more than just you know like some place in Europe or. More more likely, like London, <laughs> you know, uh, the 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 Doctor visits in the past, um, and the show's been getting better about that, and you can you can yeah. tell because like you know that the, the budge, like maybe the budget hasn't increased, but they're certainly getting better with how they can portray various places. So they're more confident in saying, yeah, we're going to have a whole bunch of this episode set in like 14th century Aleppo, and and that'll be fine. You know, I, I do like that. Like, the show is, is getting more confident in that way. It's just that the the reason for them being there becomes not great. Like, like yeah. it's it sort of, like, it, why did the TARDIS...
0: I love it when there's a pause and then a why. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just me trying to trying to sort of focus my thoughts. Like, I mean, like, totally I, I think fair. I might have an answer, actually. But, but I, I was just going to say, like, at the start, why does the TARDIS get that weird error message when the when the and how does the first of all how does the guy how does weird uncle fester looking man get inside right because the tardis is technically supposed to be impregnable even to and i guess like super powerful um characters have gotten inside at various points in the past and i guess he's like a bit of a dream lord sort of a a figure so he can maybe get in that way but i don't know it just struck me as weird
0: when did he get inside the TARDIS?
1: At the start, he he apparates like like there's a little weird swooshy cloud, black cloud thing, and he sort of appears, oh, smiles oh, to himself, so and then disappears again. And the doctor, snip, the doctor doesn't see, but says like, "Oh, what's the what, what's that? What's that old girl like? What, what's going on?" You know, and and then like so she's in 20th, in twenty first century Sheffield, and then she says that signal came from thirteenth century Aleppo. Um, we need to go back there but then my my impression is that the 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 creepy uncle Fester man isn't traveling in time he's just like an eternal yeah so but i mean like so uh, uh, anyway it's fine I, i'm 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 going down a, a, a i'm pulling on a thread that that is going to unravel everything so just
0: you're uh, you're pulling on a finger,
1: Stu. I sure am, and and like those fingers, it will cr- come off in my hand and try to jump in my ear. I don't know. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> now, having having make- said that, <laughs> having said that, I I did find the finger stuff creepy in a good way. I thought that the finger yeah. stuff was suitably creepy. Like he's a boogeyman. Like like it's 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 a cool thing. There's that wonderful. I've never seen the show so blatantly do this for a long time. I think where they tell children the boogeyman is real, like mm. like the show Doctor Who, a show that is watched by many children across the world, told those children the boogeyman is real, and you you are right to be scared.
2: Yeah,
1: which is a, which is a bananas thing to put in this show, but I kind of love it. That the broader the broader point. Uh, i'm kind of skipping to the end of my list here because the the last point of my list is weird who um and i i made this point on on twitter today as well and it's something that I, i wanted to sort of get your thoughts on as well like the thing that this era of the show does well and it always elevates an episode when it goes to this well is when it goes really weird like the the highlight of last season was It Takes You Away, which had the cosmic frog. <laughs> um, you know, and, and like you know, like this this season, like, like I really liked the stuff with the fingers and, and the and like they're they're weird, like omnipowerful, eternal beings and all this sort of thing. Like I like it when this era of the show goes really weird.
2: Mm.
1: I like it a lot. And I feel like it's something they should really try and lean into. It's it sets it apart from the previous eras of the show in a good way. Yeah. You know, and whenever they whenever they're doing that stuff, I'm engaged. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Like, that's weird in a good way. Like, I really enjoy that. Um, I, I think the show would be could possibly, you know, if like, you know, in my arrogance, suggest something to the showrunners like that. That's something that. The show would do well to sort of maybe explore a bit, like, like that it can it can it has the license to be way weirder than previous seasons have been. Yeah, I, I don't know. What what do you think? Like, like I I thought this episode was lifted above being a bit of a mess just because it was weird and way weirder than than Praxias last week.
0: Yeah, I think I what I liked about going weird, and it wasn't, I suppose, technically weird. But I didn't mind that little you know Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows style animated. Um, <laughs> oh
1: yes, yeah, that was that was good. I, I didn't mind that
0: to, about the gods. Um, and what's what's really funny is, remember how last week I told you I went and saw a show that kind of made me tear up a little bit at the end. yeah, and that show was actually called The Gods, the Gods, the Gods. And it's sort of this mixed um, sort of spoken word song and performance kind of mashup. And it had like four different stories through it. And one of them was about how the gods of Olympus sort of all get together in a cafe and realise that they're no longer needed or something like that. And others were sort of more human stories in there. And um, there was this great spoken word monologue that one of the performers did about you are enough. And, and, and it's it just funny that I should see that before this week's episode of mm. Doctor Who, considering that the thing I um, that made me tear up was, like, your life is big, this moment is small. Mm. And just that's such a nice and, – and this too shall pass was the other thing he kept repeating. Yeah. There's such lovely messages of, yes, everything is painful now, but it won't be forever. Mm. And it was it was part of this fantastic monologue, of the rest of which I, I can't remember. Um, but – uh, the the fact it was the gods, the gods, the gods, and the gods don't, you don't need gods and that sort of thing. So I thought that was quite funny. All of a sudden there were gods in Doctor Who. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need gods. But I did think that I liked the fake-out with the god trapped between the planets. That was a, uh, a good fake-out. But then it was a bit, oh, they just want to destroy people and feed on their pain. Yeah, although did, did you not
1: did you not see that twist coming? And I'm not saying that to be all smug and, and stuff. I, I thought that was extremely obvious. And actually look, it, it makes the doctor look too. a little bit stupid.
0: I I'm I'm not very smart.
1: <laughs> like like I don't mean if people if I people wish... were genuinely fooled by it, it. It just struck me as a very obvious like, hang on, are we going to ask why the per- she never asks why the person is there. Do you know what I mean? Like, like she never sort of says, "I wonder why she's there." She just immediately leaps to the conclusion of, "You've put her in there," um, and it doesn't, like, like that doesn't necessarily follow. I feel like they they didn't quite put that together in a satisfying way, and I I immediately went, "Well, she's obviously going to be evil as well." Um, Once it
0: happened, I was like, "Oh yeah, that makes <laughs> sense," but. I, I think I was probably too distracted by everything else to really think about why, you know, creepy finger guy and stuff. I, uh, yeah, I, I guess also because um, Graham was responding to her very emotionally. You know, she was appearing to him going, Help me, help me. Why I'm was Storm. She from, to Graham? I'm Storm from the X Men.
1: Um, <laughs> and it I need help. Why was she
0: talking to Graham? Maybe... Maybe because his wife was a black woman and she presented as a black woman. And so he felt like a empathy for her, a black woman suffering. I don't mean to sound, you know, essentializing or anything like that. I'm just trying to think of theories. And that's the well, closest. I
1: mean, maybe, I certainly. Making... Maybe, maybe he felt guilt that he couldn't save like his wife. And so this, uh, yeah. this other woman is reaching out and saying, you've got to save me. And yes. he's, he goes there. Yeah, I, I buy that. Okay. Oh, you, you talked me around on that one. That, that was a very minor point, but I was like, I don't know why she was contacting Graham specifically and why he seemed so keyed into it. But then obviously, yeah, no, that that actually does make sense. So I'll happily um step away from that one.
0: <laughs> no, that's all right. It's still, um yeah, slightly odd because was it because they honed in on the doctor and went, well, let's try and get her, she'll believe her companions more than she'll believe us. Well, that's right, yeah, exactly. Taken- he could have taken any form. He said that it's so weird to live as atoms and molecules. You're so small. But he could have been like, doctor, help me. I'm a very nice man. And which, I don't have any I mean, creepy tattoos all over my head. <laughs> yes, exactly. My, well, Which, my which says, dog, says to me,
1: like, like he's got an aesthetic that he likes. You know, like, yeah. they, they both, they could, they could look however they want to look, but they've decided to look like a creepy goth sex couple. Um, and, yeah, you know, that's...
0: Say creepy cyber goth. I'm going to add in the extra yeah, cyber, cyber goth. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, in there. Uh, well, yeah, the just, subculture. Right. That's right. Creepy cyber goth. Um, you know, sex dungeon. Yeah, absolutely.
1: That's the strong vibe I got. Did, both of
0: us. Did you pick up her name at all? Because I didn't pick up her no, name. No, I
1: didn't. Everyone like reviews I have read. Uh, hang on, let me have a look. It's written here somewhere. Um, Rakea. so are they um, are
0: they just made up immortal names because what well, he says his name is yeah, zelen and she's like
1: no you can't be. uh yeah I, I think it's like one of those things where like you know in universe like that means something to the doctor like it's a fairy tale but it means nothing to us it's just a made-up name just a made um, up name okay yeah uh and and well, also that's, with planets- that's not the first time they've done that
0: with the planets that they were fighting over or the planets that they set up to play their crazy kind of sex games, hmm. it was, you know what it was? It was bloody dangerous liaisons, wasn't it? It was Valmont and um, <laughs> Madam What's-Her-Face. Glenn Close? Yes. Yeah. 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 yeah, just playing, toying with people's emotions. That's <laughs> what it was. Uh, and, yeah, so that's, that's what that was.
1: But yes, no, no. It um, it, like it's not. That, and that's the that's the next thing on my um list is just uh, the, so it's a deep cut continuity because at various points, uh, Zellan talks about uh, so he he says that he's an immortal. Um, and it's not the first time we've seen immortal characters. I mean, um, uh, me from uh, Clara's last season played <laughs> by. Uh, by, I think, um, by, uh, uh, oh, God.
0: Maisie, Maisie Williams. Maisie
1: Williams, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, played by Maisie Williams uh, is an, an, an immortal character because of something that the Doctor did. Um, but she's not a god. Like, she's a human. she's just She just can't die. Um So, yes. but, you know, there, there are genuine <laughs> eternal, like, beings within the Doctor Who universe. Like, the well, the famous ones are the black and, and white guardians. Um which uh, appeared during Tom Baker's uh, era. Um, yeah. There was also yeah. Uh, yeah. he he directly references the Eternals, um, who are from the Fifth Doctor's time. Um, there's also uh, the he he mentions the um, the uh, the Celestial Toy Maker. He name drops, uh, which is which is from the First Doctor's era. Um, so like there's some deep cut continuity references that he makes in that little speech. Uh, which is very cool like it's 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 the show using its continuity to build out a universe you know that there are there are creatures like this out there who are far beyond a time lord you know which i which i quite like because like the time lords are often sort of positioned as like the be all and end all of beings in the universe and it's like no, no no there there are there are a handful of beings out there that are far beyond anything that a time lord can be which i quite like
0: well, okay, I just, maybe I had forgotten that, but the actual idea of gods turning up and going, hey, we're just going to screw up Earth now, it, I don't know. I suppose the master acts like a god and the the Daleks, well, the godlike. Or,
1: well, we know the Egyptian <laughs> gods definitely exist within Doctor Who because um, Pyramids of Mars, like he he fights uh, Sutek, who is supposed to be Seth, and... Um, that's a fourth yeah, Doctor serial again.
0: Okay, cool. I was like, I have no frame of reference. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Seth is like the, the the devil figure in in the Egyptian pantheon. Um, right. So, uh, but but they they posit that you know the Egyptian gods were actually like these uh, immensely powerful alien creatures beyond far beyond anything like a Time Lord is is capable of, and and they. Uh, and sutek is is hidden on is imprisoned in a pyramid on mars um because of course he is uh because doctor who swings for the fences sometimes and that's actually a very clear that's actually a very good um serial if you ever check that one out okay. uh, sarah jane smith uh, it's the fourth doctor and sarah jane smith which is a very good pairing oh.
2: Um,
1: oh. but uh yes yeah, so, i mean like i i appreciate the deep cut continuity i didn't like the fact that They were like, "We have infinite cosmic power." Oh, you've defeated us. Okay. Um, Yeah. Itty bitty living space. Good. She literally hand waved them away, uh, and it was lazy. It's a lazy, lazy resolution.
0: She just sent them back into the box
1: that she defied
0: them. She defied them. She 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 did the you know huge enormous power itty bitty living space.
1: Yes, exactly. Exactly right. Um I just
0: realized that's what they did. Yeah. With the with the creature from the imagina- from the imagination of the, the Aleppo woman.
1: Yes, exactly, yeah, yeah. And so they use the, that to distract them and hold them in place, and then the doctor like trapped them in the in the ball. In, in a way that would be clever if it was written better, but it just they just kind of blow past it and suddenly it's like, oh, they're gone now.
0: Well, this is the other thing I had with this episode. Is it felt really short, and that's because then the last what ten, fifteen minutes it seemed, mm, his, was given over resolution. to it was given over to this mental health stuff. Now, this is where it might get controversial, but on the one hand, like yay, but on the other hand, it was it played really weird to me. Like I appreciate I appreciate the concept of looking at okay, well if this was real and you went off with a crazy doctor who travelled in time and space, what would the real world repercussions be of that? What sure. what does it mean for your life and career and friends to leave that? Absolutely. But that's something that they've dealt with since Rose. Remember how she turned up again,
1: sure.
0: it was a year off and everyone would that's be out right. looking for her so it's something they've been doing for a while.
1: Clara, this, Rory and Amy, like yeah. a lot of the companions have had to deal with this exact situation Sarah, and they, they did it in a much Sarah, more organic way.
0: Yeah, Sarah Jane, as I said. Sarah Jane, um, yeah. So uh, it just, I don't know, it felt a little bit laboured for me.
1: Uh, yes. I, just, I definitely get that.
0: Just... Just a little bit of the whole like oh but let's look at them all getting the help that they need
1: except for Graham who gets told except for Graham who gets shut down yeah and, and just and the, the way me. the way um uh, yeah, the way yeah, that, you know, that he plays that is just so like it, it's so real it actually hurts the the scene because it's like he's like oh yeah okay I'll, I'll see you later then yeah. it's like oh no no Graham oh God.
0: Because Graham is so good. He's so wonderful.
1: He's such a lovely, like, the the actor is is actually genuinely good and the character is so lovely that you're just like, oh, no, Graham. Oh.
0: Graham. Don't do this to Graham. Meanwhile, Yaz and um, Ryan are all like, oh, no, here we go again. Oh, what happens to our lives? Here we go again. It's like you
1: can get off whenever you want. Yeah. And
0: then <laughs> and then his um and then the store, like his friend going to like a men's help 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 group and you know and and the the girl going did she go back to Aleppo did we see her go back? I can't remember. Or was she just no, dropped no. off? They they yeah, don't
1: even deal I mean I mean I guess that they, they they resolve the episode like like they defeat the bad guy back in her time and and in the hospital. So Oh, I right. guess they just left her behind, like, but we don't see that scene. Like there's so many moving parts to keep track of now with three companions plus guest um, cast that no time. Yeah, they
0: sacrificed okay. They sacrificed her for, you know, a deep dive into um, – because, <sighs> again, it's like, oh, that's Ryan's mate. Mm. And, sure, I want Ryan's mate to be happy and healthy, but – it's not Ryan, the person that. Yes, exactly. Started, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and <laughs> yeah. so we, I guess, I guess they were trying to show different, different types of, you know, mental health issues. So Yaz so, was the they, one yeah. who'd been through it. Ryan was the one who was like, how do I help my mate? And Graham was the one going, oh, I'm quite terrified of, of, of uh, something coming back. So I get what they were trying to do. I really do. Yeah. But it seemed a little bit, and this is the problem I have with a lot of, stuff about mental health is that it can really come across as preachy and I don't, I'm not suggesting it's like, look, everyone, let's go back to bottling everything up. It's worked for humanity for thousands of years. Let's just go back to that. I'm not trying to say that, but it did, I don't know. It felt like, is, is Doctor Who the best way to be doing Is Doctor Who does Doctor Who need to do that kind of stuff? Maybe the answer is yes, but also it's a silly science show about space and monsters Hmm. and like I don't know. I mean, like you you can include those you can
1: include those themes without making the episode like you, you and you can make the episode about that, but you can make it like allegorical and you can make it like. You know that, and that's that's one of the things that I want to talk about. You know, the 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 villains in this episode don't quite match what the episode is about, yeah. And it really hurts the episode because the. And I'm I'm sorry to derail your point, but I mean, like like.
2: quite no, uh, no, not at all.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, just uh, I, I agree. I I will say to to your point, I I think that of all the message episodes this season this one is the most well integrated into the episode because the whole story is built around like this idea. like it's basically and it's just, it's a episode about depression yeah right? it's an episode about like despair and depression and and being in a a bad place mentally um mm. and that's fine like you can do an episode about that but the trouble is the the one the main like, like obviously the creepy Uncle Fester man and and Storm from the X-Men later feed <laughs> on feed on nightmares. Right? And that's a yes. very subtle but very important difference.
0: That's right. You don't necessarily have nightmares related to a mental health issue.
1: That's right and exactly. Don't. Yes. Depression yeah. isn't nightmares and they they kind of bring it back by making it about like your your deepest fears. But, yeah. But again, like depression isn't about your deepest fears. It's a it's a medical condition in your brain where yeah. you are not able to face the day, you know? And 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 it kind of is a little bit yeah you know like the episode is a little bit well you know if you just have a positive attitude you can shake this off and it's like nope nope that's a terrible message like some people not not everyone but some people need to seek medical help for their yeah and problems.
0: Sort of the idea of the idea of oh you, you're having nightmares means you're depressed and it's like well, yeah. no, nightmares a very common human thing sure i've had I've had nightmare I've had a nightmare where my mum died and it was as real as I could imagine and I mm. woke up crying sobbing Absolutely. and then went oh wait what a weird is, dream what a weird that's horrible and then felt like really heavy kind of for a few hours mm. after I woke up like going oh god you know but that that I and I don't know enough about it maybe maybe you can have sort of recurring nightmares when you're when you're depressed, maybe you can get something sure. that's recurring. Sure, and, and, and it's
1: up. a it's a big complex thing, but but I think like thematically, this episode is about depression, but the villains are about nightmares, and those are two different things. Yeah, and yes, and that they, they don't quite match, and the episode feels really weirdly unmeshed because of it.
0: Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think, and I I just. Part of me sort of goes, <laughs> part of me feels, and this is where I'll get controversial, that sometimes people are like, oh, look, let's pat ourselves on the back. We have tackled an important social issue <laughs> uh, and and let's all have round of applause for, look at us being all socially responsible. And, again, this is, I don't mean to deny anybody's, <sighs> Yeah, I I don't mean to make light of those things, but it's like the Van Gogh episode, I think, and I know that had its detractors, but the way they dealt with a specific case. Oh, yes, of, and that that episode
1: is a classic. Like like I yeah. any anyone who thinks that's a bad episode is out of their goddamn mind. Like that's that's one well, of the best episodes in the new the new series.
0: Yeah, and I agree, but I, I guess that some people might see that it's because it it does have that sort of moment of him realizing that he's a genius and it's okay, it'll all be okay, even though he goes on to you know shoot but, himself. But but um, it's,
1: it's not. Yeah. Well, I mean, the point is it's not, and that's and, and that's very realistic. I, I know. Think. But um,
0: I guess I guess the thing is is that oh well, not everyone. Weirdly enough, I'm I'm treading on Hannah Gadsby's uh, Nanette turf here, but not oh. everyone who is depressed is a genius. Just happen happens to be depressed. Do you know what I mean? A lot of people, are just regular sure. people, sure. who have depression, and they 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 aren't necessarily going to be remembered long after their death uh, for their genius. So I, I I can see why that's a detraction. But they they took a very specific example. Mm. They um they showed that yes you can give someone a really good time and go hey look this will cheer you up and then go oh wait but it didn't affect
1: but the also but also it's- the 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 villain in that or the monster in that episode is thematically locked in to the themes of the episode because it's a it's a monster that is all consuming that only van gogh can see you know yes. that other people you know other people can't see it and all they can see is that him reacting to it you know, it's and it, it is it up. is it is a absolutely pitch perfect metaphor for his particular mental illness. Yeah. And, you know, like it's very, very well thought out, um, you know, and, pe- and people have given that episode crap about like, you know, oh, well they save they save money by having the, the monster be invisible. Um, but, you know, it, it thematically it is locked in to the themes of the episode. Whereas mm. this episode, like, it's like you've got creepy space goth, cyber goth sex couple. Uh, yes. Don't, like, you know, like, they're creepy and wonderful. Like, I, I like them, but they don't quite fit what the episode is trying to say.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You know, uh, they're, I, they're like, yeah.
1: a, they're a means to an end, and it just That's sort of... Why.
0: And I think your point about nightmares are different. So it's mm. like, and Doctor Who's done that a lot before is oh, people who are play, preying on fears. Fear sure, is a great sure, sure. feeder of villainry Absolutely. in the Doctor Who universe. Uh, and, it, and it's like, well, then, I mean, maybe the way of doing it would be a balls to the wall thing of, oh, no, we go around the galaxies uh, and, and make people depressed and then feed off that negative energy. But then I guess you're extremely Well, you can make them feed off despair. You can make them like demented. Round people, up, round people up who are depressed. And then like if there's a chemical imbalance, they can sense it. And then they round people up and put them on a planet where everyone's just chronically depressed <laughs> with no treatment. And then they live off that. Like to me, that's more what they needed to do. And that's that's pretty cruel. Like that's pretty cruel. Uh, so I appreciate yeah. that you don't want to kind of stigmatize but at the same time, I could be—I could have a weird nightmare tonight. You know, who knows?
1: We all could. That's true. Exactly. But yeah, yeah.
0: I, it, yeah, I think there was that confusion there that they blurred for convenience' sake. And
1: yeah, because it's easier it, to do like the 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 feed on fear and nightmares sort of thing than it is to do like feed on despair, I guess, which is what. It would be if it was depression, like like you know.
0: Well, that's got to be self despair because you could do despair in other ways. True. If you just like yeah, rounded yeah. up. If you if you rounded up families and then killed all but one person per family, well then that person who survived would be full of despair, and then you'd feed off that. Like that's if you want to go dark, do something like that. That's yeah. really dark. Absolutely. And then they, get, they get freed at the end, but their families are still dead. You know. Anyway, I, yeah, don't, I don't know. Exactly. They exactly. But they, they did that whole thing of like, ah, oh, humans, nobody <laughs> else hates themselves like humans do. And they're trying to, you know, get across that it's okay, we all have this. So, I, you know, again, I'm not trying to malign the intention. I think there were good intentions. I think that it possibly just didn't stick the landing. But I don't know how these things ever stick the landing because no. it's a very different...
1: It's it's a hard landing to stick.
0: Yeah, it's a very different thing and I you know, I, I think it's important to talk about some things, but I do find it sometimes like this episode really could have been retitled from Can You Hear Me to Are You Okay?
1: Um <laughs> And <laughs> Well well actually having said that like what what does that title <laughs> refer to? Can you I hear mean, me?
0: Maybe- Maybe The Fingers in the Ears?
1: Oh, okay, maybe. Yeah, or all was, right, fair enough.
0: Oh, yeah, it it was a bit I, – I felt like the title, it was essentially speaking to like, hey, listen to me, sort of that kind of depression, you know, listen, reach out, yeah, communicate. But it was a bit odd. It didn't quite suit the –
1: Again, it doesn't. Is that
0: what she said? Suit. Is that what, she said to, is that what uh, Storm from the X Men said to Graham? Like, can you hear she, me? Or she what? did
1: to start with. She said, "Can you hear me?" But then, but then, uh, she said that once when she first reached out, and then every other time that she reached out to him, she was like, "See, see, look at this, look at this," mm. right? Like, it wasn't like Can you hear me? After that, it was. It was. Can you see me? Look at me. Look at. Look at this. Um. So. Yeah, again, kind of muddied and, and poorly thought out. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. I mean, look, look, again, we're doing the thing where it's like, I'm, I'm really ragging on this episode. I didn't hate it. Like, like there were a lot of good stuff, and I really enjoyed how weird it was. Um, that future space station was cool. I liked it a lot.
0: Yeah. Was that the one where they were, like, zooming in with using, like, harp strings?
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. There was this weird little, yeah, yeah. like, weird... Um, interface where you, you like weird uh hair strand harp string things mm. uh, it's very cool I, I like that a lot like like what a cool i've never seen anything like that before
0: yeah it you felt know, a it, bit uh galacticary you know that kind of slightly organic a
1: little bit, a little bit. It, it felt it felt a little bit like um uh a little bit far actually uh a little bit like far scape like, like that, that sort of almost organic um interface it was very, very interesting. I don't I've never really seen anything like that before. And that's it it's hard to be original in science fiction these days. You know, so like just just a little thing like that is like, oh wow, cool. That's that's really cool. What a cool little touch. Um and you yeah, know that, that that set was really cool. Like the fact that they've gone from ancient Aleppo to like a, a super futuristic base. Um but then they, they also make the they make the point of the uh, the 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 girl from Aleppo uh, is told goes into the TARDIS and does the it's bigger on the outside bit off screen, and then they do a bit with the companions where she goes on and says like where are we are we I don't understand where we are, and then Yaz is a little bit patronising where she goes like oh we're in a house we're we're in a house and it's among the stars, and it's like. Um okay all right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then they never mention it again like she's just like okay I'm 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 off on an adventure and then we don't see her leave and we never get like a resolution to her story.
0: I wonder if they had to cut that for time.
1: Probably. There was a lot in this episode. Um but then why like like I guess to have the the monster yeah. but if she's if she's so important, you make her the through line of the episode. Like like she would be the through line of the episode. And those monsters would be the symbol, like the 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 feature of her depression. like like she's she feels hopeless in the face of these monsters. But then at the end, she's she manages to use those monsters to defeat the bad guys, you know, like like it, you you make that the the spine of the episode, but instead, it's just there. And, and like, it's there for plot mechanics. Like it's, it's just really frustrating. Like like there, there's stuff here where you're like, if you just tweaked a couple of things, this would Mm. work, this would work and be really good. But it's just, it's not all the loose ends are hanging out, you know, like, and and again, like I had a good time watching this episode. I didn't hate it. I, 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 I thought it was really well done. A lot, a lot of the stuff with the companions was really well done. I love that we got um, backstory for Yaz and stuff like that, and and like Graham's scene with with his mates at the start, where he's like counting, and then he has a little episode, and they and they are like, "Are you okay?" You know, like yeah. all that stuff. Like like it's 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 good, it's good stuff. Um, but it's just all a bit disjointed. And nothing really comes together. Um, so you know, it, it's not the it's not the worst episode of the season by far, but you know it's not it, it's very much in the middle of the pack in terms of where you where you sort of rank it like like it's yeah it was just sort of like yeah it's, it's good uh, that that image of the fingers detaching is memorable and that'll that'll probably stick with a couple of kids who saw that yeah um, but just yeah ultimately it's just kind of like ah oh, wasted potential there
0: can you imagine them doing that uh yeah. creepy detachable fingers thing like before the sfx era oh, to God. me that's like a that's a classic, good old school. I would have loved to see that. How many oh, ago? Man, like
1: like like pop uh, like a, a physical hand with like detachable like yeah. fingers on strings.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I would have been great.
1: That would've have have been, been amazing. Great. I, I be wanna so see good. that version now. <laughs> I know, me too. <laughs> if anything that that effect was a bit too slick. Yeah.
0: Go back to some dodgy, uh dodgy effects,
1: Doctor Who.
0: <laughs> um Well, have we sort of wrapped up? Was it? I I think that we've kind of given it a comprehensive going. The only
1: only other thing that um, I wanted to mention was that we did get a very brief uh, dream sequence from the Doctor who had a timeless child. Oh, uh,
0: yes. And I uh, think they've announced that the final episode or one of them is called The Timeless Children.
1: The the final episode. So the the first episode is called Something of the Cybermen because we knew the Cybermen were going to be in the finale. Uh, Oh, yes and uh, Ascendance of the Cybermen, I think, from memory. Um, And then the the final episode, so it's a two-part finale, and the final episode is called uh, The Timeless Children. So does that refer to the Doctor and the Master? Does that refer to the the companions?
0: The new Doctor? Doctor? Ruth Doctor?
1: Dr. Ruth? Who knows? Who knows? Um, And we'll find out. Uh, But next week it's Frankenstein.
0: That would be quite fun. (laughs) Uh, i'm trying to see if they have put the names easily accessible names my google searching is terrible um but yes the ascendance or supremacy of the cybermen i i I don't know uh jodie whittaker cybermen episode title maybe i'm trying to quickly google (laughs) you can tell me too can
1: you hear me tap tap tapping um, um, so ne- next week's episode is called "The The Haunting of Villa Diodati," uh, and then, oh, where is it?
0: Ascension of the Cybermen.
1: Ascension of the Cybermen. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Okay.
1: And the Timeless Children. And the Timeless Children. Okay. Um, uh, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, like that's can you that's can you hear me? Um, a middle of the road episode <laughs> that yeah. uh, you know did did stuff did stuff good. Um, yeah, there, there were good things in there, uh, but I think it got it was very muddled and got a little bit let down in the execution. Uh, uh-huh. Which could uh, I said this I said this um, you know it's a bit of a mixed bag, which could def, could could be the subtitle of the entire this era of the show, like the Chibnall era, a mixed bag. Um, you've got, I mean, you think about this, you think about this series, like it's got like one of the episode, like future of the, of the Jadoon is not just memorable because it's, you know, it's Dr. Ruth, like, like it was an incredible, like continuity altering change. It's also like a really good episode. Like just yep. maybe accidentally, it, it has this incredible forward momentum. It has a twist that I genuinely didn't see coming. It has the return of like a classic character. Like it, it it's a it's a great episode. It also this season also has one of the worst episodes they've ever done in Orphan Fifty Five, where it's just <laughs> it's just a mess, just a mess. Like this season has been such a roller coaster in terms yes. of. Like huh. highs and lows, like, like, and then, yeah. and then otherwise you have like the Spyfall part one and two, Spyfall part one and two to open the series, which was good. It was really good. Everything sort of came together. The, the, um, uh, the, the, the master was great, you know, like, like really cool, interesting opening, uh, the Tesla episode, which was fine. Like, like really, really solid Doctor Who, it wasn't, like, you know, top tier, but it was very solid episode. And we have, like, Praxius and and Can You Hear Me, which are just sort of, like, a mess. Like, like they're kind of like, oh, they're, they're not bad, but they have all these problems that mean that they're not good either. Mm. Um, and it's been two of them in a row, and I really need another good one next week because it's like, man... <sighs> anyway... <laughs>
0: Mary Shelley will bring the goods.
1: I'm sure. I'm uh, sure she will.
0: Is there anything else we should talk about pop culture wise before we wrap up?
1: There almost certainly is, but I didn't make any notes, so.
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have anything to say about the Oscars? Have you seen that film Parasite that won Best Picture? Oh, Parasite!
1: No, I haven't. No, no, and um, obviously, yeah, history uh, making award for Parasite, the first foreign language film to win Best Picture. Um, apparently it's well deserved. Um, I haven't seen it. Uh, it sounds really interesting.
0: I, I, yeah, I'd really like to see it now. But uh, yeah. simply, it's, it's still in some cinemas. It, like it's been in cinematic release for well over six months now in Australia. Because oh, it's wow. still, drawing, yeah, just like not you know huge screening numbers, but mm-hmm. every week a couple of sh- showings at a lot of cinemas. Well, you so. wonder
1: you wonder if it'll get a bump now. It's got the best picture bump, where they put it, they yeah. sort of put it on screens again, because um, yeah, people are like, yeah. oh, is that a is that a film that I should see? Okay, I'll go watch that one. Um, uh, I, what I do love is that, I, I will just say, I, I do love that... So, Parasite is is in Korean, obviously. Um, yeah. And so it has sparked a debate amongst, like, serious critics for serious outlets, very, very serious cultural people are having the subs versus dubs debate, where, like, there, there's a long-running thing in, like, the, the anime community where you know people argue about whether subtitles or a dub is better um it's it's a, a decades-long debate about which is better um, really? and I, ju- I just love that this very nerdy uh thing is, is that this very nerdy uh, argument that is mostly online has now somehow spilled into <laughs> into popular into popular discourse because a foreign language film won best picture and now a lot of people are writing um, think pieces saying, "Well, obviously, like dubs is is better." And then other people are like, "Well, obviously, like subtitles pre- preserve the initial, the original uh, vision." And blah blah blah. You know, it's like, oh my god, they're having the subs versus dubs debate.
0: That's weird because I would have thought that for animated stuff, yes, dub away because you know, well, no, yes, because people people do out. say,
1: and this is and this is true. Like, you know, it, you know, you you want to see like the pure version you know and but but sometimes the the subtitles are poorly translated um you know because the thing is like like a a dub inherently you're going to be changing the lines Mm. um you know to to fit you know like, like some things when you translate them it just doesn't work in english like it does in japanese for example um so you need to do a bit of creative license you've got to sort of try and rewrite some of the dialogue which a lot of people see as uh you know stepping on the original Mm -hmm. thing but by the same token like you know uh a lot of people find subtitles distracting that they can't that they don't like to to read subtitles while they're while they're watching something um and it distracts them from the from the film because they're 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 concentrating on reading rather than watching the film um right so you know like, like there's people on both sides
0: uh. <laughs> yeah I just assume that it's funny because the most the dubs that I see more commonly is English films dubbed into other languages so like whenever I've been in yes. uh, Europe you'll often see uh, a, a, you know American film but all of a sudden it's got these beautiful French accents coming out mm, absolutely of their yeah. mouth uh, I know that uh, my friend Aurelie Got very excited. Back, uh, one of the last things I think I I did at Brisbane Times was interview Richard Dean Anderson, AKA oh, MacGyver. Right. Yes, who was in town for a Comic Con or a, a Supernova or something like that, mm. and I I I convinced uh, our editor at the time to let me bring Aurelia along to take photos, which she she did for nothing because Richard Dean Anderson was like her uber childhood hero. <laughs> like, we're talking she, she deep obsession. Him. Yeah, like Patty and Selma from The Simpsons level of obsession with Richard Dean Anderson. And so I was like, well, if you come and take the photos, then you can meet him anyway. She was very professional, but she was also quite like, oh, my God. But what was funny is that she had, had didn't know his voice because MacGyver was dubbed in France. So sure, exactly, she, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was, you know, marveling at his his MacGyver, but not his voice. It was a different voice. But she did tell him, uh, she did tell him that they have the same actor, which he didn't know. She the same actor who played him as MacGyver went on to play him in um, Stargate. I think it was that he did.
1: Oh right, yeah, because they uh, often they, do the, the, When you yeah. when you land, like like you know, like a Brad Pitt or an Angelina Jolie or something like. That actor will then follow that that yeah. actor that voice actor will follow that actor around to project to project, which is quite cool. That's
0: right. So she told him that story, and he was quite quite tickled by that. But, um, you know she <laughs> she she'd never, she'd never heard his voice before. Um, <laughs> but they had this. Uh, So that's sort of what I associate with dubbing is is when it's American accents or English accents or Australian accents probably dubbed into French sure. or German or Japanese or something. Um, well, they wanted to dub I, that's right they wanted to re. re, that well they wanted to revoice it with american accents which is what um which is what i would say if you're if you're doing the same language i wouldn't call it a dub i'd call it a revoicing but maybe that's just a slight uh being slightly fussy with language there but uh that's right yeah but
1: but they they were like that they wanted to make it like american accents i'm like how could you you could not miss the point of that show harder
0: yes yeah, it's literally, here we are in Brisbane. It's like, here we are in Brisbane. Although they probably change it. They'd probably <laughs> oh, th- say, they would... here we are in Santa Fe or something. Well, I mean, they,
1: they never they never say, like, here we are in Brisbane. I, think, I don't think they ever say the word Brisbane in the show, but it, it's so of a place that to have everyone having American accents would be deeply weird. Mm. Anyway. <laughs>
0: uh, well yeah yeah I um hmm I'm just thinking now of other See cuz I don't really watch dubbed movies I'll watch subtitled movies but I I don't find the subtitles too intrusive and, no, no, and I neither think
1: neither do I actually to 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 be to be fair I'm uh, you know just to put our cards on the table I'm team sub like I think subs are usually best there there's a very yeah. few exceptions to that um but I think because... on on the whole subs are best
0: mm. Um, because you want to see sort of the nuance of performance in voice. That mm. I'm sure that voice artists do it really well, but nothing can quite replicate the original. I suspect. Although yeah. a lot of look, a lot of actors redo their lines in post production, so they're not necessarily saying it exactly. You know, the the voice that you hear is not necessarily was recorded at the same time they did the acting. You know, they sure, went over the top. But I mean, you know, there's you, a, there's
1: a finished version of the film that then gets yeah. stepped on. Just for because there's a language barrier.
0: Do you know what I find always really creepy and fun? Are when they mm. clearly get those American ads for say uh, a bleach or something, oh, and, they, yeah. and they, they put the Australian you know, accents on it. I'm, I'm, it's like I'm a busy mum, and uh, and and my when my kids come because they're inevitably aimed at women, but or for yeah. toothpaste or bleach or something, and they <laughs> they've just they're just using the the American version. But getting a voice actor to to, to revoice with a more ah oh, here we go kids Australian <laughs> yeah. voiceover and then yes. the kids run in and they it's it's very obviously over over revoiced and uh, not not natural at all so. I always find those entertaining to
1: watch. Yeah, that, those are those are great. I, I love them. I, I I can't remember. I was I was relatively young when I first noticed that that was happening because it just. I think I saw an ad that was very slightly, like not dubbed properly. Like maybe a, a word was out of alignment, and I, I it, my brain picks that stuff up. So I was like, oh, I wonder what happened there, and and then you realize, oh, this was an American ad that they've revoiced. It's like, it, it's it's like you know being invited backstage in the in in like the media it's crazy mm,
0: very fun interesting to pick up on i wonder how many it's, people pick up on that though is. clearly not enough for them to stop doing it because it's cheaper. Yeah,
1: exactly yeah well i mean who who's watching ads now anyway like
0: Ah, uh, oh, i seem to see a lot in front of my youtube videos because i don't have the youtube oh actually that's print. true yeah Subscription, so Mm. I see a fair bit. But then YouTube ads have done that whole thing where they've gone, you know what? We're doubling down. We're making like three minute ads that are almost mini shows. I was Mm. watching one. I was watching one. Um. Uh. It it just started playing, and then by the time I kind of reached over, it had gone far enough for me to go, "What is this?" And (laughs) it was, it was an ad for Chemist Warehouse, which is a very big chemist um, chain in Australia Australia, and it's, it's, you know, it's cheap. You go there, everything's cheap. Apparently the workplace practices maybe aren't so great, but everything's cheap. I don't, I, you know, I, 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 I'm a hypocrite. I shop there, you know, I don't shop exclusively there, but I will go there. And anyway, they, they had this segment where they had two women, one a staff member and one a woman who I think used to do like the midday show and one of those advertorial Good Morning Australia's and stuff. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. they just go, what's on in the warehouse? And then they were just talking about various products. But it went for three and a half minutes. It was like an an advertorial yeah, it was segment. A full advertorial, a, yeah. Yeah, but not not in a studio, but actually in a chemist warehouse. They've gone in and filmed it and set it all up and. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. They, they're obviously going to film one per month or whenever the catalogue changes and whack it up on YouTube. And all of a sudden I'd watch this three-and-a-half-minute show segment <laughs> about the various specials on they the chemist you. warehouse. And I went, well, they got a little bit of ad revenue from that, so well done, chemist warehouse. But I just <laughs> I, I hadn't seen that before, which is why I kept watching. Like, they've popped up since and I've skipped ahead because obviously I've already been there to buy the specials. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's... It, Incidentally, it, warehouse.
1: It, if you are listening, like we are available for uh, for paid uh, spots. So you know.
0: Yeah, of course. It, I, if you wanted me to talk about the specials on the Milky Foot and uh, and the, and, the, <laughs> and the and the the magnesium tablets and the 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 Revlon half price cosmetics, I can do that. I'm. Hey, I'm yeah, look, look for,
1: for a little bit of scratch, I will spruik adult diapers and condoms. It's fine. <laughs> like, let, let's get into this
0: weekend at your house
1: yeah i know tell me about it uh
0: but yes the other thing that youtube does is they do those five second mini ads really quickly so before you can hit skip ad you've already seen the ad (laughs) saw the ad (laughs) yeah so either it's like coming up now is this trailer and they give you like three seconds of the trailer to encourage you to keep watching but even if you press skip you've already seen a small ad and then some of the ads are just five seconds and it's gone. It's very interesting. It's uh, I find I weirdly find watching the ads change and morph and they're obviously trying things to see how they can get people. Yeah,
1: totally. Well, have you noticed that they're stacking ads now? Like like they, they have two ads yeah. in front of some oh, videos yeah, where oh, they're like they're only yeah. short. They're like they're like five seconds, maybe ten seconds long.
0: But, but there's two of them
1: and you can't skip them.
0: Yeah. Sometimes you'll get one short ad and one longer ad. Uh, mm. And if you don't skip, you know, it'll play out, or you have to skip both of them when it comes up. So, yeah, they're, they're definitely trying different things. I'm, I weirdly find that interesting, like how these companies are trying to oh, stay. Sure. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, the, the, the push pull of like of people, game. yeah, people, people sort of ignoring ads and ads trying to get your attention and stuff like that. It's and actually I, really, yeah. I,
0: I do try to leave ads going if it's on a channel that I particularly like and I want them to get a bit of revenue from it. So Mm. I try to let ads go, but I I am very much a skipper where I can. (laughs) 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 We all are. Um, But, yeah, I found these, like, really extended long-form ads before videos quite intriguing. Um, Well, yeah, I suppose the Oscars kind of – I didn't watch the Oscars. I didn't really – Partake? I don't really. I don't know. I think I'm still bitter that I'm like the age I am and I have yet to be invited to an Oscars, and I think I'm bitter. <laughs> so I don't like to watch it. You, you,
1: you, you thought you would have done something by now that would have warranted you being really, invited yeah. to the Oscars.
0: Yeah. I really did. I really cool. did, Stu. Uh, you know, it's 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 a big letdown in my life that I have yet to <laughs> walk an Oscars red carpet. But also, I like to eat food, and um, to get on sure. the Oscars Red Carpet, you generally don't eat food for a yeah, few days beforehand. Yeah. Yeah, just not a lot of eating at all. Um, <laughs> so, anything else coming up? Um, it seems to be mellow. You can come and see Speed the Movie, the Play at the Brisbane Powerhouse in uh, uh, Lake York. Yeah, yeah, have several shows and coming up. If you're in Adelaide this weekend, you can come and see Love Hate Actually at the Masonic Lodge. We're getting fully Masonic uh, this weekend. <laughs> we're, we're in the aprons. Uh, yeah, we're going to yeah, do the, the say, handshakes. Doing, doing the
1: handshakes, yep, all good.
0: All of that stuff. We're we're adding a bit of uh, Masonic love to Love Hate Actually um, for, for everyone down there uh, in Adelaide. And then, yes, This Is Your Trial is the other show I've got coming up in the Comedy Festival. After the comedy festival, I have no idea what I'm going to do. So (laughs) I've had a run of shows and festivals and stuff, and now I'm all out of ideas. So I uh, will have to come up with something or maybe finally get back to doing some writing. And um, call in if you think you might still like to support me on Patreon. Because uh, that thing is just lying there fallow. Because I'm scared to touch it. Because every time I send anything from it, about 50 million people unsubscribe. And I'm like, but wait, what if I? No. Nah. So uh, <laughs> oh, I, I need to think of something. I um, I need to get my. I need to finish watching The Witcher and get that up, and then maybe look at something else on Netflix. I can. Yes, I can yeah, watch. yeah.
1: I, I would love to talk to you about it, uh, on or off mic. Uh, yeah. Once you finish the final couple of episodes.
0: All right, I'll try and get on with. It. I did watch one more in Perth where there was a dragon who was a man, which is yes. quite confusing. Yes. <laughs> uh, didn't quite understand how that worked. It was the dragon leading I, everyone. I just, to I just find,
1: dragon. yeah, yeah, I, I just find that um, I just go with it. <laughs> like it's one of those shows where it's like, eh, it's fantasy, like it's it's the best in the best possible way, where it's like stuff matters, like like you care about the characters and that sort of thing, but. The broader concepts are just like, yeah, dragons can be people in this world. Let's, let's go with that. <laughs> let's go
0: with that. Let's just do a bit of that. It's very strange.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, well, Stu, on that note, we have three episodes of Doctor Who remaining. Uh, I will try to, you know, get out to to do an actual live record with you at some point. <laughs> that would be good. We'll just have to see how next week goes uh when I get back from Adelaide and stuff but uh, yes we will we will make it happen at least absolutely for yeah. the finale or maybe for the final two parter at least yeah we'll see we'll see how we go um, <laughs> we'll make it work um yes so if you are if you got to the end of the podcast you know give us a shout out it's shorter this week definitely yeah, shorter yeah,
1: yeah. we we're, we're racing through
0: I just only, I, only I, an hour and a half I think I can't reiterate enough how much I enjoyed talking about last week's episode. Just like, add another thing. Yeah. Add another thing. <laughs> it was, it was very fun.
1: Sometimes um, those sometimes are the most fun when when you really when when it's the episode is a mess and you really didn't enjoy it. Those are the most fun to sort of take it apart. Yeah. Well, like This week yeah, it was fine. It was fine, and and we we had it's several fun. things to talk about, and yeah. Yeah. But yeah, last week was fun. We
0: <laughs> Remember how enthused we were about the Watchmen? Or Watchmen, I should say. Yes, yes, I do. Remember how excited we got by that show!
1: Because what that was a incredibly good like show.
0: It was so good. I want to find another show like that. Don't so we all? So, if you've got suggestions, keep call an in. Eye out,
1: <laughs> yeah, let
0: <laughs> us know. We need to keep this uh, this whole thing rolling, so we too can yes. get to feminist size podcast uh, <laughs> live podcast audiences but um i'd love to do more live podcasting it was so fun mm. it, yeah it, uh, it, it really i did do fun. i do worry
1: that if we just sort of said hey we're just going to be talking uh we might get a slightly smaller audience
0: <laughs> oh yeah it'd probably just be dan from the smart enough yes, to Know better exactly podcast. but that's okay that's fine he just has to pay <laughs> a lot of money <laughs> we, to we, help. he, the we, he would be
1: frequently interjecting as well
0: yes that's fine. If he's paid his attendance fee, he can interject. That's fine. Um, but, yes, we, once, we, once we find uh, another golden egg, then we can milk the egg for all of its <laughs> yolk. Is that a thing?
1: It is uh, now. All right. Maybe that can well,
0: be a joke. Yeah, yeah. Look, I've got, to, I've got to write that Doctor Who episode for us mm-hmm. to do. I really do because it's such a cool little story. It's literally okay. like two paragraphs on a board and it just sparked my imagination like no one's business. Fantastic. I've got no idea how to write it to make it make sense because um, I'll just say I'll just I'll give you this sizzle, Stu. It's mm-hmm. a bit of a lo- a bit of a locked room mystery.
1: Oh, OK. Yeah.
0: A bit of a locked room mystery. So freaking inspiring. A murder
1: I, or a disappearance?
0: A, a disappearance.
1: Oh, okay. Awesome. Awesome.
0: Very, very very
1: cool. very cool.
0: Yeah. And it immediately made me go, oh, my God, I've got to write a play. And that happens but rarely. <laughs> so we will see how, I, how we go.
2: Excellent. Uh, well, okay. with
0: that, Stu, I will farewell you. Uh, we will talk again soon, and we are on the internet at Disco Stew and at Girl Clumsy. If you want to, you know, call in, you can do that via Twitter. That's the way you call in people now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that is how it's done. And always keep an eye out on Stu. Stew. Stew always tweets. I think the best immediate takes after Doctor Who episodes. I always enjoy going and. Oh, don't at
1: put that pressure YouTube
0: on me. <laughs> <laughs> it's not pressure. I just always. I've I've become quite used to going. I wonder what Stu thought of that and then going over and inevitably <laughs> you've tweeted a couple of things that i go hey he's very perceptive there it's very that's very right um because i think you mentioned the whole difference between uh, depression and nightmares and stuff like that and i was yeah, like that's yeah. very perceptive that's i think that's very important so check out Stu for a hot take after doctor who every <laughs> monday
1: at the very least a lukewarm take
0: exactly and sometimes that's all we can ask for
1: it probably won't give you food poisoning
0: yes all right. Well, with that, everyone, let us uh, do, let us let us let us farewell you the way the Doctor farewells Graham, <laughs> by awkwardly <laughs> shuffling to one side and saying, "No, I I'm not really any no, help here."
1: Yeah. yeah. So if, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I don't know how to end a podcast. So yeah. I'm just gonna um.
0: We'll just go over here and think about how. Oh, yeah. Uh, well, we'll
1: think we a really good closing line later
0: yeah
1: bye
0: bye <laughs> <laughs>